Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, today's message. When you go to your office, you are a boss. So, so it's only before the Lord that you can play. If you cannot play before the Lord, I don't know there's nobody where you play before him he can honor you like the way God can honor you no nobody no living person so you love the Lord love him completely love him wholly love him from the bottom of your hearts there's no discotheque that you can go and play before people that they will give you honor and multiplication no it's only before the Lord it's only before the Lord. And that's why the devil wants to close our churches. But they cannot close our churches. Because we'll be making more noise. We'll be celebrating more. We'll be making the joyful sound. Do I have some joyous Christians over here? One more time, celebrate the Lord. Let me show you Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 19. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19. Then the Bible says that then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those that make merry. So when they do this, I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. You want to escape smallness. You want to escape diminishing. He says that out of your mouth you proceed thanksgiving and a, a, a sound of merrymaking. We have been dancing, we have been singing, we have been celebrating, but right now I want to close our eyes everywhere. I want to just begin with a flow with thanksgiving. Has God been good to anybody this month of September? Have you seen the grace of God in your life? Hallelujah. Today we have uh, the. What, what, what is your belt? Uh, hallelujah. Our boxer, come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. Hallelujah. See what the Lord has done. Wow. And you see what the Lord has done. West African done. Boxing Union. Sing it. What we waited for oh, come on, wait, has let us come to pass.
going to be your story. That's going to be your story. You'll be singing. You'll be telling it. Your expectations are coming to pass. I'm telling you, this song is somebody's prophecy. I'm telling you, this song is somebody's prophecy. What you have been waiting for, what you have been expecting, the open door, the marriage, the miracle town, oh, that favor, that company, that financial explosion. You are going to sing this song one of these days. That educational opportunity. Oh, that admission into school. That house, that car, that land. testimony. Can you give me a microphone here? Yeah. Tell us. Uh, first of all, uh, I thank God and I thank uh, this church because to get this title is not easy. Because I remember that fight, the way I was fight and the way I was feel hard. But because of the grace of God and the prayer of this church, that's why I became a champion. Hallelujah. And uh, I want uh, I, 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 I want my my, my church uh, to pray for me for this bed because because I take for, for this bed I'm gonna fight for all Africa bed. Wow. And. Uh, after Africa, after Africa bet, I'm going for the world title. Hallelujah! Hey! He has done it, he will do it. And I believe it. One day I'll bring the world title here. Hallelujah! Yeah! Somebody celebrate the Lord. Now, glory to God. You know, when he came to church, he had had a bout uh, in his country. And now he was suffering some pains in his neck. And God miraculously healed him. Now, if he had had that thing, could you have fought? If that pain was still there. No, no. But now God healed him to crown him. God healed him to honor him. God healed him to elevate him. In a country that is not even his native country. We serve the God of awesome wonders. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just showing to all of you so that those of you are thinking evil of me, I I know where to position you. Because one Holy Ghost blow will knock you out quick. Glory to Jesus Christ. So today, we want to just celebrate God for the life of our brother, Lorraine Jeffers. That in just a short period after his God gave him back his career, I don't think it's been up to six months. God has given him a belt. There are people who have been in the industry for a long time. In the first day he went, somebody saw him, a sponsor saw him, said that, Ah, if I see your fight goes well today, come to me. Anything I need, I'm going to help you with it. And God gave him victory that day. 
God gave him victory. That and you know the amazing thing, even before his fight, uh, those of you are on the uh, check page, he dropped that. Let us pray for him. Is he? Horses and chariots are prepared for battle, but he recognized that victory blows come from the Lord. What are you talking about? And today, as he has come back to celebrate God with it, the Lord is going to multiply you. Amen. The Lord is going to glorify you. Amen. You are going to keep moving from glory to glory. Amen. Every expectation that you have released, you are going to see it manifest. Amen. I see you on the international platforms, Amen. making a name for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to me, the Lord is telling me, tell you that this thing that he has given you is a ministry. So that when you go out there, as you are receiving the honor, you remember the name of Jesus over there. That when the cameras are on you all over, that, Lorraine, how did you do it? Lorraine, how did you do it? And you can tell them that Jesus, Jesus gave it to me. Jesus gave it to me. Jesus gave it to me. And just like God has given Lorraine Jaffet a testimony that is here to give thanks for it. Somebody, I'm seeing you bringing your admission letter. Bringing your appointment letter. Bringing the documents to the house. Bringing your visa. Bringing that whatever you expected. I'm not prophesying to somebody over here. Your marriage certificate. Your your child's naming, naming. I was it called? Birth certificate. You are bringing it to celebrate God. That will be your story. I said that will be your story. I said that will be your story. Your business documents should be bringing to celebrate God. Your award of best worker of the company, you are bringing it to celebrate God. The best student in your school, you are bringing it to celebrate God. The best company in the country, you are bringing it to celebrate God. So shall it be. I said so shall it be. If you believe that this prophecy is yours, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands towards him and pray for him that whatever as he has desired of the Lord, so shall it be. Come on, lift up your voice. Everybody pray. Come on, pray. Pray for him. Lift up your voice and pray with him right now. As you are praying for him, that grace is coming on your life as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, as the word of prophecy has gone forth, so will it be in your life. In Jesus' name. Somebody celebrate the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. And he has a thanksgiving offering to present to the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and we begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. You know what you are going to do? Get a thanksgiving offering, everybody. Get a thanksgiving offering. God has been good to you throughout this month. You were sick and the Lord has healed you. You were down and the Lord lifted you up. I want you to appreciate God. You committed some errors and the Lord forgave you. Today is our Thanksgiving service. And I want you to get a Thanksgiving offering. When we are thanking God and we are praising God, there are various means I've taught you by which we are able to thank God. The ushers will give you an envelope if you need one. But we are going to thank God right now. 
we are going to thank God. And we thank God through our thanksgiving prayers. We thank God through our songs. We thank God through the dance. We thank God with the instruments. We thank God with an offering. We thank God with our testimonies. And today we have done all of them. We are going to add it with the thanksgiving offering. Rise up to your feet quickly. Rise up to your feet. You are going to wave your thanksgiving offering before the Lord. And you are saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing me out of depression. Thank you for bringing me out of pain. Thank you for bringing me out of sorrows. Thank you for preserving my life throughout this month. Come on, lift up your hands. Rise up to your feet, everybody. We are thanking the Lord. Let's quickly, quickly, rise up to your feet. Our time is already fast, man. Rise up to your feet and just begin to thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Just wave it before the Lord. Even if you don't have an offering, just wave your hands before the Lord. And close your eyes and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes. It's before the Lord. Don't look at anybody or look onto anybody. Oh, just give him praise. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? Give him praise. Give him glory. Basho Balabakantolobosh. The Lord we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Thank you. Thank you for the soul that you have brought unto yourself. Oh, we thank you for your presence in the midst of Perfected his way over your life in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands, God bless you. Lift up your hands, just begin to thank God with your own words, with your own words, with your own words, just for one minute, with your own words. Just bless the Lord, just bless the Lord, just bless the Lord, just bless the Lord, with your own words. Mando lobo sheke telebriando lobo bosh. Abala baba baba bashando lobo bobo katai. Ilebe yadala mashanda ya. Amano lobo shi elebe kumba yadaya. Imana mama mama manduri yadaya. Come on, lift up your voice. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Overflow with thanksgiving unto the Lord. Overflow with thanksgiving unto the Lord. Overflow with thanksgiving unto the Lord. Oh, Rama Mama Shandaya. 
We give you praise. Father, with our hearts, with our mouths, with our hands, our voices all lifted up unto you. We say that, Lord, we give you thanks. We say that, Lord, we give you thanks. Out of us proceeds thanksgiving to you because you are worthy. And this morning, we say that, Lord, receive all our praise. Receive all our glory. For you have done great things in our lives. And you are worthy. You are deserving to be praised and adored. Thank you for delivering us from sicknesses, from death, and from all plans of the enemy. And causing us to stand justified in your presence forever. Unto you alone, you are the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord Jesus. Can you take your seats in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. This morning, I'm just going to share with you for a few minutes. And then it's also an anointing service. Everything is going to be very, very fast. Amen and amen. So for, I'm going to just speak to you briefly for the next five to ten minutes. And then uh, we pray and then we are out of this place. Glory to Jesus. Listen, as a child of God, one of the things that should never be absent from you is thanksgiving. It's thanksgiving. And that is why the last Sunday of every month we dedicate it to appreciating the Lord for all of his goodness. Many people have a lot of things to ask God for. Most of our church life is filled with asking God, give me this, give me that. You know, we have another testament. Look at our brother Solomon. Uh, this year, this month, he was involved in an accident. And now by the grace of God, he's alive and he's well with us. He's able to sit amongst us. Is it God delivered him? God delivered him. What happened to him could have ended his life. But look, it's not even up to a month. He's standing strong and he's back celebrating the Lord. Is that not a testament? That if I'm to give everybody a chance over here, you have something to celebrate God for. I'm just trying to bring this to your mind. Hallelujah. And my own mother over here, this month, it was so terrible. It was amazing. It was, and now she can sit over here celebrating God. Celebrating God. Celebrating God. God has been good. That is what I want you to understand. God has been good. God has been good. And so, in his goodness, your, your, your duty as a child of God is to remember to thank him. And when you are thanking God, many times we come and say, Lord, we thank you, Lord, we thank you. Thank him for what? Look into your life, the specific things, and begin to give him praise. Lord, I thank you for my life. I thank you for healing. I thank you for provision. Look for the things that God has done for you. That shows that you don't take them for granted. You don't take them for granted. Many of us receive testimonies that we call small testimonies, but they are testimonies. They are testimonies. There's nothing like a small testimony. I told you before that if you know the length that God went through to bring you that thing that you call a miracle, a little miracle, you'll be surprised. The people that he needed to move, the circumstances he needed to change, the alterations he brought into life, just for you to have that encounter, you know that God has done you well. God has done you well. So, as a child of God, as a responsible human being, it is your responsibility to remember to give God thanks and to give him praise. And one of the things that you can thank God for are what I've been sharing with you, the promises of God. 
If you look into your life, who are you as a human being? Who are you as a person? That God should not only adopt you, not only give you covenant and his glory, but also put his promises, bind himself with words, with his promises to you. So that if he does not fulfill those words, it's as though he has lowered himself as God. The promises of God are the commitment of God that he brings into our lives. God saved us. He did not need to give us promises, but he was abundantly gracious in his love towards us. So that he even added promises. In the book of uh, 2 Peter chapter number 1, the verse number 4, the Bible says, whereby he has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. And the Bible says that by these promises, we become partakers of the divine nature and we escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. So he gives us promises in a book of Romans chapter number nine, read from the verse number one to the verse number four. The Bible tells us about the children of Israel, about how God unto them pertained adoption. Can we start from the verse number three? Unto them pertained adoption. Let's go to verse number four. Unto them pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. God never, it seems as though God never enters into any relationship without giving a promise. Without giving a promise. And so looking at the Old Testament covenant, we see God fulfilling all his gracious promises. You see God manifesting every one of the things that he says. So that in Joshua chapter 21 verse 45, he said, not a single one of all the good promises of God to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he has spoken came through. That is how committed God is to his word. And so if God has given you a promise, my brothers, my sisters, know that he's committed to make them come to pass. So you need to be joyous and be grateful to God and to celebrate God in his promises. I shared with you that the promises of God are what form the foundation of the believer's faith. You say that I believe God for healing. Why do you believe him for healing? It must be based on something that he has spoken to you. Faith coming by what's hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you cannot say you have faith except you have heard something from God. That is why many people are praying and they are not seeing answers because they are saying, I'm praying in faith. But you ask them, what is the basis of your faith? They have no word from God. And the word that empowers our faith, that can cause us to have radical faith, is the promises of God. What are the things that God has committed himself to? We did not ask him for healing, yet he said that by his stripes we were healed. We did not ask him for deliverance or for salvation. Yet he said, I'll be found where people did not seek me. So these are the words and the commitments that God himself has made. And as the sooner you acquaint yourself with them, the stronger you, uh, the sooner you begin to develop strong faith. The reason why a Christian can be very bold in his declarations is because of the promises of God. And last Sunday, I started sharing with you about some nine or ten promises or ten promises uh, that are in the scriptures. I showed you that there are over 3,000 promises of God according to Bible theologians. Over 3,000 promises that God makes to his people and I'm, I was just sharing with you about ten of them. I, the first I told you about was God promises to give us rest. Ma- Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 Jesus said, if you are tired, 
and heavenly they come and I'll give you rest. You read to the verse number 30, he says that uh, it is a rest for our souls. So he promises to give us rest. So if you are struggling with anything, please listen to me. There's no need to struggle anymore. Jesus says that rest is available for you. Just receive his rest for your soul. Receive his rest for your life. Number two, he promises to take care of all our needs. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. My God shall supply all, how many of them? All your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ. So God doesn't want you to be in need. Look at even David in the Old Testament. Psalm 23 verse number 1. Look at the declaration he makes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not be in need. I shall not lack. Because God has promised to supply. So he can make that declaration. You too, in this day and age, you can also make that bold declaration that I will never be in need because the Lord has promised to supply all my needs. He's my shepherd. Number three, he promises to answer our prayers. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will. Look at the, the, the certainty of the words over there. It is not as though it says, ask and you may be given. Say, ask and you will, you shall be given. It shall be given unto you. That is not a probability. That is a statement of facts. A statement of fact. God makes us all these promises. Number four, is that where we go to? God promises to work everything out for our good. Romans chapter number 8 verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and accord according to his purpose for them. So, number one, do you love God? Number two, has God called you according to his own purpose? He said that if you are aligned with these things, and that is the way every child of God should live, it means that he's, he's saying that he will let every circumstance that you are going through begin to work together for your good. Whether it is bad, good, or in between, he said that he will cause them to work together for your good. Do you know what that means? As a child of God, you can never be disadvantaged. You can never be disadvantaged. They thought they were going to kill Daniel, and they went and instigated against him for him to be cast into the uh, lion's den. But they did not know that rather they were going to give him a, a record. They were going to allow him to set a record. Somebody, the first person to go into a lion's den and come out alive. It worked together for his good. At the end of the day, when Daniel was brought out of the lion's den, they entered and they were destroyed. And do you know what happened? Daniel was promoted. Everything works together for your good. There's no matter how, how the good, the bad, the ugly. God has a way, a miracle way by which he can put all of them. Maybe you have gone through some circumstances in life and you feel as though you are disadvantaged. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You serve a God who is a master craftsman. He can direct the course of affairs. By the time you'll be done with it, you'll be wondering how did you do it? How did God do it? But that is what he promises to do. He will cause all things to work together for our good. Number five, he says that he is going to be with us. We are never alone. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 and 9. He said, I will not fail you nor you or abandon you. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Verse number 9. He said, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is God. He has promised us his presence. Matthew chapter 28. You read the verse number 20. He said, and lo, I am with you even unto the end of the age. Listen to me. Everybody, please get this assurance in your heart. There's nothing you can ever do that will cause God to leave you. There's nothing that can ever happen in your life that will, go, that will cause God to leave you. 
He says, Hello, I am with you. Not just now, not just when you are good. He didn't add any condition. He said, Unto the end of the age. Unto the end of the age. This is a point to celebrate the Lord. It's a point to celebrate the Lord. You are never alone. You are never alone. You are never alone. He has made us that promise of his abiding presence. What a wow. What a wow. What a wow. Look, he did not say that, oh, when Shelly is all good and nice, then I'll be with her. You need to understand the graciousness of God. The grace, that's why it tells us in Romans chapter 5 that we should receive the abundance. That word means the overflowing of grace. Because the grace that God brings to us is not sensible. It's not measured. It's not a bridled. It's not taught taught. It is numnable. It is overflowing. So he says that we should receive the abundance of it. The abundance of it. The abundance of it. Glory to Jesus. Number six, God promises to protect you. Psalm 91 verse number two. He said that ah, he was our refuge and our place of safety. He is our God and we can trust in him. Number seven, he promises to free us from the power of sin. First John chapter 1 verse 9. He said, if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just forgive us our, our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen to me. Uh, uh, many people don't understand this. Some people think that, oh, I don't know about this. Listen to me. In the allocation that God made for his children, one of the allocations he made was forgiveness. So every child of God, you have forgiveness by default. Even before you commit the error, grace has been made available to forgive you. He said he's faithful and just. That means that if God does not forgive you, God is unjust. He has made forgiveness. So, listen, if you commit an error, or you do something that you know you are not supposed to do, it is not time for you to be languishing in guilt. Some people think that when they are beating, they are beating themselves. Oh God, forgive me. Uh, how could I? Uh, oh, how could I? Uh, then that's when God says, Ah, no, 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 no. God functions by faith. Hebrews eleven verse six. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So it's not about you beating yourself, and then you know. I heard that the Jews had a certain culture. So if you, if you, uh, I don't know whether the Jews or the Catholics or something like that. But then sometimes when they are praying, they make them kneel on the bare floor with their knees, where the and the, the ground is rough. They believe that by uh, when you are praying before the Lord, by feeling the pain, that shows that you are you are you are, you are sacrificing something for the Lord. But it's amazing. He said that if we commit any error, if we sin, he said that and we confess our sins before him. He is faithful, meaning every time he will do it. And he's just, meaning if he does not do it, he has committed unrighteousness. To forgive us our sin, and not just the sin that we are talking about, but all other unrighteousness. So maybe you feel there are certain things that you have done that you may not even know or you have not thought about to confess about. He said that when you come before him, accepting his forgiveness, every other one, the one that we know and the one that we know we do not know, he said, All unrighteousness is should washed away. He has made us that promise. He has given it to us. In fact, I'll tell you something before we close. 
for you to understand these things better. So, number eight, there's no more time. There's other supporting scriptures we could give to all of these things. But I'm giving you these things to go and meditate on so that it will form a foundation for your faith. Whenever you are praying, whenever you commit an error, go to these scriptures. Whenever you are sick, go to these scriptures. Whenever you are wondering whether your prayers should be answered, go to these scriptures. Whenever you feel alone, it is not by your feelings about what God has said. Go to these scriptures. Number eight, he says that he promised that nothing can separate us from him. Romans chapter 8, 38, 39. Therefore, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't it amazing that he speaks even concerning things to come? So he speaks about our tomorrow. Somebody saying that, hey, today I'm a Christian. Will I still be a Christian tomorrow? Seeing that things are, he says, I have full assurance. Have full assurance of faith. That even if your tomorrow is covered by his grace. Your tomorrow. Listen to me. Those of you, the devil is tempting you and you are feeling that, hey, I will not be able to survive in this Christian race. Let me tell you, God said that he has made grace available for tomorrow. Worry about today. He has made grace available for your tomorrow. Listen, can I tell you what will happen in your tomorrow? You will be a stronger Christian than you are today. Can I tell you what will happen in your tomorrow? You will be doing better in the in the grace of God, more prosperous, advancing in every area of life because your tomorrow is covered by God. Nothing can separate us from his love. Not things to come. No wars. No political changes. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We are secured in him. He has already thought about tomorrow. So he said that do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. There's an assurance he's given us by word of mouth. And then number nine, God promises us a place in heaven. Listen, as you are seated over here, your, your accommodation has already been booked. You are not understanding me. Your accommodation has already been booked. Your flight has been booked, though. That you are not understanding me. When the rapture takes place, that flight, he has already bought a ticket for you. There's a ticket that has been prepared for you. We are just waiting. We are just waiting. We are waiting for the time to do the check-in at our airport because our seat has already been booked in Christ Jesus. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it was not so, I will not tell you. He said, look at that. He comes to give a disclaimer. If it was not so, I will not tell you. He said, sometimes when I'm prophesying, I said, I won't tell you what God has not shown me. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a disclaimer. I'm just giving something more assurance. The king of glory, who are we? That he that is going to prepare a nice place for us to come back and just come and just say, believe me or believe me. If it was not so, I will not tell you. There's a place for every child of God in heaven. Are you a child of God? Are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? He said that he has prepared a place for you. It's a beautiful place. He said that where I am, you shall also be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Don't worry about maybe you are perching right here on this earth. Listen, this earth will pass away. 
Maybe you are, you, you, are, you are not having some kind of bank account right now. And so you are thinking that you are nobody. Please don't worry. This ones will pass away. Will pass away. Even if you can do something about it. But even if you decide not to do anything about it. He said that I have prepared a place. And Jesus you know, go and prepare a place that is ugly. You know, go and prepare a place that is of not of wealth. You know, go and prepare a place that is not nice. You prepare a place that has value, that has beauty, that has excellence. And one of these days, every one of us over here, I said, every one of us over here, I'm believing God for everyone over here, will be going to that place. I said, we'll be going to that place. I said, we'll be going to that place in the name of Jesus Christ. And then the final, the final promise is that God promises us eternal life. And when we talk about eternal life, it's talking about his divine nature. The participation in, in his divine nature. Eternal life is not uh, an endless protraction of our normal life. No. Eternal life is actually the nature of God. The way life of God. The Bible tells us that if you study the scriptures in the, in the Greek, there are various words that are rendered as life. One is way, one is suki. When we talk about suki, it's the soulish life. It's actually the life of every living natural organism. But when the Bible uses zoe, it uses a, refer- a reference to God, the life that God has, and the life that God has given to everyone who believes in Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life. Now, that life is not about our vit- it's not just about our vitality to be alive like this. No, it is actually what makes God God. It is what is the bedrock of the nature of God. So we come back to our scripture in Second Peter chapter one verse four. It says that He has given us these great and exceedingly great promises that by them we might become partakers of His divine nature, participators of His divine nature. Oh, glory to Jesus Christ! Oh, glory to Jesus Christ! Listen to me. You are not ordinary anymore. Time will not allow me to go into the details of this. I will do a full subject on Zoe, the life of God, the life of God. But if we are a child of God, every one of us, he says that he has given us an opportunity to participate in his life and his nature. It's a promise that he made. But I told you I was going to tell you something before I end this message. Most of these promises are not really promises in technicality. Because they have already been fulfilled. A promise is like something that you are saying for the future. But in Christ Jesus, all the promises of God, they are yea and they are amen. Meaning they are done and they are settled. The only thing probably that we are waiting to go to is our place in the eternal kingdom of God in heaven. But every other one of them, forgiveness of sin, healing, answers to prayers, even eternal life, the nature of God. First John chapter 5, verse 11. So that this is the report. And the report is that God has given us Zoe. He's not going to give it to us. So he has given it to us. He that has the son has this life. He that does not have the son, you don't have the nature of God in you. If you are here and you are not born again, you don't have the nature of God in you. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. Brother, your life is your life is pathetic because what I'm talking about, you are not a part of it. 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 But for us who have accepted Jesus as the Lord of our life, He 
so that he has made us partakers of the divine nature. We have the life of God. He said, I write unto you little children that you may know that you have life. Verse 13 of 1 John 5. That you may know you have the assurance that you have the life. You may know. Today, I want every overcome over here to know that you have eternal life. Jesus has made it available for you. Hallelujah. So why would you give him praise today? Why would you give him glory? These things have moved from just being promises to present tense facts. Present facts for the believer. And as we celebrate and we glory in them, the fullness of all the glory of God is made manifest in our lives. Listen, can I tell you something? You have not seen anything yet. The world has not seen anything yet. You are going to manifest fully the glory of God. For the earnest expectation of the creature is for what? The manifestation of the sons of God. You are going to manifest and you touch the world. Celebrate the Lord and give him praise. Celebrate the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. I want every eye closed and every head bowed over here. These words that I've shared with you are the promises that God has made to his children. Those who have accepted Jesus as the Lord of their lives. Who have secured themselves in his name and by his blood. Maybe you are here today, you are listening to me. You are invited by a friend who came to visit. But you don't have the assurance of salvation yet. You know you are not born again. If you die today, you don't know where you are going to. Today, Jesus wants to make you a partaker of these promises. Will you receive Jesus today? Will you receive Jesus today? These things that I'm sharing with you, they are real life. They are real life. And God confirms them to us every day through his miracles and mighty acts of God. If you are here, you are not born again. And you want to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. Or maybe you are here and you have been backsliding or you, have, you, have, you are a Christian and you move away from God. That you want to just restore yourself in your fellowship. To have the assurance one more time. I want to just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. God bless you, my dear. Just lift it up high. Just lift it up high. Just lift it up high. Close your eyes. Don't look at anybody. Close your eyes. Don't look at anybody. Just lift up that hand. You are probably the only reason why we are gathered here today. So I want you to do something for me. Just stand to your feet wherever you are. Just stand to your feet. If you have lifted up your hand, just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Jesus brought you here today for that purpose. For that purpose. Because he wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in your life. Yes. He wants to do something new in your life. He wants to honor you with his presence. That all these great promises that he has made. They shall be yours. They shall be yours. They shall be yours. God bless you, my dear. God bless you. Is there anybody else? I, w- I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We give you praise. So, and then just place your right hand upon your chest. And then just say this verse after me. Let's all say it together. Say, Oh Lord God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins and to pave the way of salvation for me. Today, I declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and is my Lord and my personal Savior. From today, I declare that I belong to Jesus. He's my Lord and is my master. 
I receive righteousness and eternal life into my spirit. From today, I declare that I'm a child of God. From today, I declare I don't belong to Satan. I belong to Jesus and I'll live with him every one of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. From today, I am yours and you are mine. I'll live for you now and forever. Hallelujah. Sweet, so God bless you. I want to just follow uh, our sister. Just follow. Go with our sister. She'll just take your details. I want to talk to you when we close. God bless you. Let's celebrate the Lord. Rise up to your feet, everybody. Quickly. Today, we are just going to partake in a special anointing service that the Lord put on my spirit. Can I get the oil over here? Glory to Jesus Christ. And there are four things that this anointing is going to do for you. Number one is an anointing that is going to break protocols. Where laws have been established that you have to go through this process before you see a breakthrough, God is going to cut short the process for you. The anointing is a protocol breaker. You know that when the anointing came upon David, he never went to a school a school for training as a soldier. But he, he went to, but by reason of the anointing, he broke all those, that protocol and became an army general. An army general. It is the anointing that breaks protocols. Number two is the anointing for the anointing that will give you the grace for ease in affairs of life. The reason why things are difficult are because of yokes. You please pray for me. Isaiah chapter 10, verse, 20, uh, verse number 27. He said, And the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. So when the yoke is broken, you get ease for progress. Number three, this anointing that you are going to receive is empowerment for supernatural elevation. Just like the anointing elevated Joshua from just being a servant of Moses to taking the place of Moses. Why? Because he received the anointing upon his life. The anointing came upon him. The spirit of wisdom came upon him. And God changed his story. That anointing is going to come upon your life. And some of you, you are going to see strange elevation in your workplace, in every area that you are involved. You are going to see it. And finally, it's an anointing for instant manifestations, instant results, instant miracles are going to take place this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Who is ready for this anointing? Lift up your voice and you're going to pray and claim these things right now. Claim these things right now. Apostle Geoffrey, can you join me? We are going to just anoint everybody quickly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Lift up your voice. You are praying for instant results. You are praying for protocol breaking grace. You are praying that by the Spirit of the Living God, oh, the yokes in your life, the yokes concerning your marital destiny, the yokes concerning your financial destiny shall be broken. What require? That it shall be broken from off your life. That you are going to step easily into places of power. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I declare that the natural chemistry of this oil is to allow the supernatural energy of the Holy Ghost for manifestation of miracles, signs. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezeropronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.